thing. It's really a prophetic word that came out there to be all in. I guess we look at ourselves today. Are we all in? Have we thrown everything we have to the Lord? Has that surrendered our life completely? You know? And what an awesome time in the presence of God this morning. I mean, your enemy has been coming against you. He's been trying to thump on you. Can I understand why you're in the presence of the Lord today? Why you're lifting your voices up? Why you're praising Him? That just dumbfounds the devil. You know that? Because what happens is God gets blamed for everything the devil does. You know, it's easy to, to worship the Lord when everything is perfect in your life. But when things are not perfect in your life, He's still worthy to be, perfect, to be praised. Amen? I mean, that's how we fight our battles. I wish I knew that song better. I was singing that song, but I'll leave it to Michael W. Smith. But I'm surrounded, surrounded by His glory. I mean, in the Scriptures, many, many times you see when they engage a large battle, they send the praise and worship team out first. Not because they're expendable. <laughs> because I'm telling you what, it tears down the strongholds. It sets people free. It sets you free. Yeah. And sometimes he says the Bible says you know, a sacrifice of praise, and sometimes it's tough to open your mouth up to praise because you are so downtrodden, you've been stepped on so much, or things haven't gone. Oh, you may maybe made some stupid decisions, and you're beating yourself up about it. But I'm telling you, as you lift your voices up to the God of creation, when you lift your voices up to Jesus. Man, is it strengthening it? You can't get a better of anything, an antidote, an uplifting thing, than Jesus Himself. We all try to encourage one another, lift one another up when we're down and out. But I'm telling you what, there's nobody greater than Jesus to do that, and through His Word. You know? And, and God, He wants us so much to understand Him. Even though His ways are not our ways, He wants us to understand uh what we're in the middle of, the battle that we're fighting and stuff. You know, I was thinking they were doing praise and worship. And again, I go back to John three sixteen that God so loved us that He gave His only begotten Son what to redeem us. He wants us. Think of that. He didn't come to condemn us. He came to, to strengthen us and lift us up. He came to pay the penalty for our sins. I mean, as we gather here, as followers of Jesus, one thing we always be excited about, hey, my sins are forgiven! Woo! They're wiped out! Oh, thank you, Jesus! I mean, to me, how, how can I get old? You know? And something we do in September every year, it's the anniversary of our house. 22 years. We don't get old. We, don't, we see how God moves in our lives to give us a place to live out in the country. Our heart's desire. We never take that for granted. You know, it's just awful because we're so appreciative of it. You know, we spent 17 years in a house we had propped up by by uh, stilts. Not stilts, but floor jacks. Everybody know what a floor jack is? Yeah. Her kids can stand in the kitchen and roll skate down, down into the living room. I mean, it was something else. And prior to that, we spent five years in a, in a, in a coal mine house, I guess you would call it. And the only reason we moved because the ceiling fell down on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, before that, we lived in a beautiful house, Hickory Flats. Well, fell down on top of us, you know. So we were so appreciative. We have, and we don't forget what we had and how God has honored us, as we have honored Him in our life. 
And he became number one in my life, my life 23 years ago, and he has never, ever turned his back on me. And I've been through a lot of ups and downs and stuff, a lot of ups and downs I brought on myself. Anybody get a witness? Yeah, yeah, amen. I mean, not about me, about yourself. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. But he's always been faithful. Always there to encourage me. You know? And he tells us up front, he, 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 up front he says, man, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to where? The Father except through me. So there we know what he's got going on. But he's going to leave it just there. Now I want to let you know, I think John 10, 10 said, watch out though, the devil's out there. The thief, he calls him. He comes only to what? Still kill and destroy. Amen. But he said, I come and give you life and give it more abundantly. Well, that's his promise to us. You know? Psalms 107, 5 or 20, I think it is. He said he sent his word to bring healing to us. Yeah, 107, 20. He sent his word to heal us. Think of that. The spoken word and the word for guidelines. You know? He sent his word to rescue us. And sometimes that word is a map. Shows us where to go, where to turn away from, right? Amen. And sometimes that word is spoken to our bodies, and that word does things to our body, brings healing, it brings strength to us. It changes our hearts. This word that He has, how important is the word to us? Is it very important, or is it just well? We got a word. You know, I believe in Jesus. Amen. But believing His word. I'm sure a couple of scriptures with you. We'll step into something, and won't be piling too long in this today. But Philippians 4:13. These will be familiar scriptures. You're welcome to turn there, write them down, or or listen and uh, listen to the audio next week when we get it posted. <laughs> so I can do all things through Christ who what who strengthens me. So we can never say I can't do this. Amen. When we read the Word of God and it says. What to do not to do. And we say, well, I, man, I just can't do that. Well, you can't by yourself. But you came of Jesus. Amen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Through His. And that's His Word He's given us. Through His Spirit He's given us. What He has instructed us or showed us what to do. What He shows us things in, in our life that we're doing that's detrimental to us. And we say, well, I just can't change myself. You can't. But Jesus Christ can. He wants us to understand that. He says in Philippians 2 verse 9, he says, God has given Jesus a name that is above every name. That the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. There's nothing greater than the name of Jesus. And that name has been given to us to use, to fight our battles with. You get, get set free from this world that's trying to hang on to you, that's trying to destroy you, that wants to, to, to drag you to hell when the time comes. But you have got the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That these things have to bow down as you speak His name in faith. Amen? I mean, it's important for us to understand that. And he says in James 4, 7, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit, therefore, to God and stand against Satan and he will flee from you. See, these are things that we have to do. Amen? Understand that? How bad do we want it? How bad do we want to be set free? How, how bad do we want to be a child of God? How bad do we want to follow Him? It's up to us. Resist the devil. So He's telling you right up front there is going to be a fight going on. 
Understand that? And we've got the name above all names to speak against it. But then we need to move closer to God. we got to be closer to Him, submit ourselves to Him. Put Him first in our life. And turn our back on the things of this world. We've got to want that. Man, I mean, God wants that for us. Think of that. He cares about you, Dixie. He cares what you're going through every day. He cares where you come from and where you're headed. So I have given you everything. Now you can think up to you. Put them tools to use. And it's kind of like going down the road and you have a flat tire and you call people, like, come help me, come help me, come help me. And no one shows up. And you're like, oh, I got a triple A card in my, my purse or in my pocket. I have a purse, but you know what I'm saying? You finally pull and you use it. Already given to you in advance. But you forgot about it. And sometimes we can be that way, can we not? Get ourselves tangled up and stuff again, right back where we came from at one time. Oh, what, what, what happened? Ah, I forgot to resist. You know, I say a lot of times, oh Lord, take this from me. He said, no, you give it to me. We got to want to get rid of it, you know. Oh man, it would be like uh, my basement again, okay. Oh man. And Kimball's take it from me. And they say, no, you got to give it to me. You know? Right? You ever have a trash man show up, go through your house, grab the stuff? No. you got to put it out there and he'll take it away. Have you ever put stuff? I've done this. You, I'm tired of it. You take this stuff out. You set it out there on the road there, three foot from the road. That way they can pick it up. Put the trash there the next day and you go out there in the morning and bring it back in the house. Because you think you might need it. Well, I live out there. We have a fellow, a couple of guys out there collect a lot of stuff, okay? I have put stuff out before to get rid of, and they have stopped acting that they have, and they took it to their own garage and put it in there, you know? But you see, we got to be the point. I'm tired of it. I'm putting it out there. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to resist the temptation going back out there and get it. Because I enjoy more space in my basement. Why? I can bring more stuff in and fill it up with. Amen? Oh, man. I'm not near as bad as it used to be. Me and my brother Tom Brill, we go to auctions back in the day. And I'm telling you what, what a quarter of all that, Tom? <laughs> well, you know what we did? We took it home, put it in my garage on Main Street, Plainfield. We filled my garage up. I could not park in there anymore. When we bought our, got our new house and moved, I found a 50-gallon drum of carbite. I forgot I had that. Man, I got a lot of fun with that stuff, you know? But I learned after a while... A quarter of them is a pain for me, so I just quit bidding on that kind of stuff, you know? I really enjoy an auction. But what he wants us to do, he wants us to do, remember these things, that we have to resist the devil. Now we've been plowing a little bit in the area, and we'll close up today in Galatians. We're going to go through these quite quickly today, just to show us the things that we, that we got to watch out for. It's very simple and easy to look at the Word of God and say, oh, I don't do this, I don't do that. But we have to break it down. He gave us His Word. He gave us His Word for us to read it and understand it. How much do we want to be set free? How much more joy do we want in our life? How much more peace do we want? How much more victory do we want? It's all by looking at the Word of God. And be encouraged, like I said, you have got the name given to you above all names. That name is Jesus Christ. In Hebrew is Yeshua. We worship Yahweh. You know how many different names God has? I think it's 12 or 14 that I've come up with. Think of that. 
He's a protector, a banner. He's our healer. Man, and that's how you search it out as you look more and more in the Scripture. I want to know all about this God. Because, hey, He rescued me. And He wants me to share it with other folks. But in Galatians, I'll go through here. For our last time, we read this a few times over the last several months. It says in Galatians 5, 19-21, So now the deeds of the place is evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, Dissensions, that's a big one. In carousing, I skipped a couple of them. Factions, envying, drunkenness, and carousing. Anybody doing all that stuff? Don't don't tell me. I don't want to know about it. But look, I said, I'm pretty, doing, doing pretty good. But he says at the end of this, this is the important part. He says, and the things like these I just mentioned, of which I forewarn you, just I forewarn you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, how important all is that list of stuff there? It's pretty important. I want to know what, okay, he's warning us of advance. Hey, if we're going to do these things, hey, if you practice stuff, you're not going to see the kingdom of God. I love he tells it. And also, I think it's back in the other section, I don't have it right here in front of me. He says that you were always in that area at one time. Amen? But man, we've been caught out of darkness into the light. We turn our backs on that stuff. Okay? How do we do that? Because of Jesus. Because when we turn our life to Him, He came in and forgave us of those sins. Now, turn away from it. Why? Because all that stuff I just told you about, that has death written in it. Eternal damnation forever. Now, I don't know about you, but I do not want to burn the lake of fire. I don't want to be tormented the rest of my life. Eternal life. I don't want that. What can be so bad today following Jesus cause you to walk away from Him and enter into total damnation for eternity? What is it today that Satan is trying to crowd you or try to seduce you into doing stuff that you should not be doing and you're convincing yourself it's okay, I can do this? Because what happens is we start blaming other people. Oh, I'm going to do this anyway. Ain't my fault. Look what they did. Hear me, church? We've got to blame ourselves if we step back into where we came from. We've got to draw closer to God. We've got to realize the Scriptures are true. God doesn't want anybody to perish. He loves you. He loves me. He loves the whole world. He loves everybody. It doesn't prove the actions of a lot of us. You know, He loved me when I was, before I got born again. I broke His heart. Amen? Ever love somebody and they break your heart? That's part of loving. Understand that. But we have to recognize that this is what He wants to show us. Hey, listen. If you're going to practice these things, when He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, the only way to get to heaven, the only way to get to the Father is through me. He says, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. Amen? Think of that. Well, you love me? Yes, Lord. Okay. Keep my commandments. So he's giving the heads up here. And let's go back to their morality. Okay? Dictionary says the evil or bad character or behavior. Also unfaithfulness to God, sexual morality. It says in 1 Corinthians 10.8, it says, Nor let us act immorally, 
as some of them did. And 23,000 fell in one day. He said, listen, the people fell away. People were following God. And they turned their back on God. Started worshiping the things of this world. And folks were talking about the golden calf. You all remember when Moses came down? Had the Ten Commandments with him? And he'd been gone 40 days and people had given up on God. They turned back to the old way. They made a, made a calf. And they worship it, and they're having all type of sexual things going on. And 23,000 got wiped out. Amen? Okay. Well, God hasn't changed any. We live under grace right now. It was grace back then. But we'll continue in that aspect of it. What's going to happen to us? You think we'll get away with it? No. So he went up front, okay, watch out. I haven't changed any, he says. I have not changed any. So that's why it's so important to look at this. And, and no matter what your thought process is, no matter what kind of excuses we might have for what we do, because every good sin's got a good excuse, amen? I, I had the most, I had the best, I could write a book about excuses of sin. It'd be a bestseller probably. But what's the wages of sin? Separation with God. He doesn't want that. So, oh, wow. Oh, well, thank you, Pastor. Bring that out to my attention because I don't want to get involved with that. We have to resist that devil. And the best way of that's from here, how to stay away from that, is, is don't go in places where you're going to be tempted. Amen? Uh, you ever, what do they call that, a wingman? You ever go on a date years ago and you have a wingman saying, okay, if you don't look very good, get me out of here? Amen? That's what we need, a wingman. A wig man. I, I can't say that wing. We need somebody with us, okay? To, to say, hey, don't go, don't go there. That's where the Word of God says. Again, I've said it many, many times. I'm not telling you what you can do or can't do. You're big people. You're on your own. I'm just showing you what God says, the results of these things. We're gathered here today for some reason to worship Him, to hear His Word, to be encouraged. We want to follow Him. Or some of us think, well, should I follow Jesus? No, I'm not sure yet. You know, everybody's deciding something. This way to give us a warning up front on an impurity. It, it means being impure. Longing or desire, especially what is forbidden. That's what impurity is. Oh, man. I go back to, like I said before, oh, boy, I love to do that, but boy, I'm a Christian. If I love to do that, but I'm a Christian, I can't. Where's my heart at? If God said, don't. It's not good for me. Why would want, even along? Why would I want to do something that God brought my attention to? Hey, you don't want to do this. In Matthew eight one, he says, "When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds crowds followed him, and a leper came to him and bowed down before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean.' And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, "I am willing." Be cleansed, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And we come to Jesus, and say, Lord, help me. I'm, I'm, I'm unclean. I'm a sinner. I need you. And when He touched me, when He touched your life, your sins were forgiven. You were set free from that. Now the leper was rejoicing. Oh Lord, can you do it? You think the leper went back down to the colony and started embracing other people that had leprosy? I don't think he did. Now I think maybe from a distance. Hey, listen. Hey, it's been right where you are. I know what you're going through. Hey, there's this man called Jesus. 
He proved it. You come to Him, He will make you, He will clean you up. He'll give you life back to you. Woo woo! And so come to, hey, don't come to me. Okay? I'm not the, over here, Jesus over there, you gotta go there yourself. I'll point the way, but you have to go. Because I know what you've gone through. Think of that. As they come to Jesus, He cleans them up, and with us today, why do we want to go back? And that filth. It's still filth. Amen? Sin is still sin. We can't get out of our heads that, okay, I'm born again now, I can still do this, but I'm saved. And, and folks, it doesn't work that way. You have a desire in your heart, I don't want this. Okay? He, he, again, he's sharing with us. Sensuality. Indulges in sensual pleasure, pleasing to your body. Lewdness, quality of being very sexual, lustful, in an offensive way. Hmm. Lewdness means indecency, vulgar, sexual character or behavior, the foxhole, filthy words, jokes, pornography, indecent bodily movements, like dancing. And I don't mean to step on anybody's people you like to listen to, but I, Ed Sullivan had it right. When Elvis Presley appeared on his show, waist up. You know, you all know what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm not going to start dancing for you, okay? But that's, that is not of God. Understand that. These dances that we see going on out there is not of God. Folks, remember when we were still dating or maybe we were married, they had a, they had a dance out there called the bump. Everybody remember the bump? I love that because you'd be drunk and dance at the same time. You know, you, you get out on the dance floor, you bounce off of people back and forth. But I'm telling you what, that, that dance was not of God. Okay? I never danced that way until I saw Chuck and Marty dancing one day. I thought, man, what are they doing? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I found out they had a bumblebee nest they stepped on. Thought, oh, man, they mislead me, you know. But see, that isn't the, the thing to get into. And look at some of the dancing now. And I remember just earlier this year, I, I mentioned I was down here on a Saturday or Friday doing something at the church, and they had the prom thing going on. And I'm telling you what, the little girls I've seen out there, I mean, little girls, eight, 16, 18 years old, I've seen more material on my ball cap. And folks, that might be the trend of the day, but that's not the trend of God. I'm telling you what. I, just, I can't believe it. I mean, what would happen if they had to sit down? I mean, oh, but see, all that stuff out there is not of God. And and we had to recognize that in our life, you know? And then stand up for where we can. And say, no, no, no. Because that, that only leads your thinking to one direction, probably, amen? You can tell I'm old. I'm thinking about, hey, they need more clothes on, right? Take an 18-year-old boy, he might be thinking differently. Amen? Then we wonder why the things take place that takes place. I might be old, but I'm not that old. I remember. I can remember. But again, the words he tells us up here, watch out for it. Second Corinthians 12.20 says, For I'm afraid that perhaps when I come, Brother Paul speaking, I may find you to be not what I wish and may, may be found by you to be not what you wish. That perhaps there will be strife, jealousy, anger, tempers, disputes, slanders, gossip, arrogance, disturbances. I'm afraid that when I come again, my God may humiliate me before you. And I may mourn over many of those who have sinned in the past and not repented of the impurity, immorality, sensuality which they have practiced. 
What I like about that is the word repent. He says that they have not repented, but we can repent from that. Amen? That's what the word is given to. Oh, man, I didn't know that. I, I thought, you know, that was a trend and stuff, and I let my, my kid and my granddaughter or whoever might be just like the rest of the world. But, man, God forgive me. And you know what? He forgives you. And then the fight comes along with your grandkids. Ain't going to dress that way. All the other kids are, yeah, yeah, yeah. we all heard the story before, right? Yeah, it's a great fight. But it's a fight worth fighting, gentlemen and ladies, to stand on the Word of God and say, I'm sorry, in our household, we're not going to do this. Idolatry. According to Webster, it means the worship of idols, excessive devotion to or reverence for some person or thing. An idol is anything that replaces the one true God. The most Prevalent form of idolatry in Bible times was the worship of images that were thought to be embodied the various pagan deities. And we remember Baal is one of them. God's people got seduced by pagan worshipers. And next thing you know, we were taking our kids, they were taking it and throwing them in the fire to Baal to have great harvests and stuff. Killing the kids in order to have pleasures. And we see today we're doing the same thing yet, ain't we? Amen. Mm. In Romans one twenty one and twenty three it says, For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became brutal in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man, and of the birds and the four footed animals and crawling creatures. Failure to value God above all all things. And that's what we got to look at ourselves. What do we put before God? Do we put anything before God? We got, again, this word is given to us. So where's my heart at? Okay? But if anything we value more than God, then that is an adultery they have. That's an idol. That's a thing in your life. You know? Right now, what could take you away from church right now? Uh... That the world could offer you to to walk out of church. Now I'm talking about not just the building, but away from God. But I mean, we are the church. If there's something right now, oh man, if I had this, I'm boy. But then we got to check our heart. Where's our heart at? God, God wants He wants to be number one in your life. I mean, who who could you get to replace Him? That would mean anything. Amen. Again, His words given sorcery. That's another one. Sorcery, uh, use of evil supernatural power to control or influence people with evil spirits, witchcraft, tarot cards, Ouija boards. Uh, it goes on and on and on. I mean, it just. Uh, horoscopes is another one. Uh, uh, the Bible even says this witchcraft, rebellion against God is the same as witchcraft. Is that a heavy one? Rebellion means not doing what God said. Now, I know what the Word says, but I'm going to do it. If that's just about the witchcraft. Why would He say that? Well, I do believe He says that because when we say, Lord, I want You. I'm following You. It's okay, great, start here. Now, here, here, you're born again. Your name's written in the book of life. You got my, my son's name. You got His blood. You got His Word. Wow. Okay. Now, stay away from the world. Well, the things in the world, follow me. Yeah, but, hey, what's that song? Two out of three ain't bad. 
God doesn't play that way. Okay, I know what your word says, but I'm going to do it. He sees it as, as witchcraft, disobedient to God. That's how serious this stuff is. When we think we can pick and choose what we want to do, you can do that. But look at the repercussions. Those who, what? Practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. If anything that you're practicing, I mean you're getting better at. What do he wants you to do? Resist the devil. Some of these had great holds on us. Amen? You know, uh, Paul said we all had that one sin or, 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 or payment sin that really, we really loved. And we got set free from it. But I'll keep coming back around. He'll come around and try and get a hold of you again. We have to resist that. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. The Bible tells us that. But we got to want that. It, it, it's totally Him. Everything that God wants us to do. In Malachi 3.5, it says, Then I will draw near to you for judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, and against the adulterers, and against those who swear falsely, and against those who oppress the wage earners and his wages, the widow, the orphan, and those who turn aside the alien, and, and to do not fear me, says the Lord, and do not fear me. He says the wage earner and his wages. Otherwise, if you're working with somebody and they're cheating you, you know, oh man, they told they're going to pay me forty dollars and they give me ten dollars. Oh, oh, they're going to enter the God someday, right? But let's flip it over. You agree to work eight hours a day at five bucks an hour, and when you can, you're sitting around, you're hiding somewhere. Oh, they ain't going to find me in here, you know? I'm telling you, GE has some great places to hide. <laughs> right, all right, Ned. GE, you hide some places and sleep. I never did. But I caught, I didn't catch, I wasn't the balls. But I found a lot of people sleeping. And when they slept, I thought, man, why would you want to do that? But a guy out there by a plane field in the coal mine found a place to sleep. They fired him. And the coal mine went on strike for four days to get his job back. Someone who refused to work for the money they were paying him. Ah. Uh. So again, we're looking at ourselves. The job that you're doing. Are you honoring God? He says that when you work, you do it all unto the Lord. Well, Pastor, you don't know what kind of work conditions I have. No, I decide what the Word God says. Nothing wrong with leaving a job for another job, amen? But while you're there, you're going to honor God the way you work. He told us to do that. Uh, well, I'm just telling you. You decide what you want to do. Okay? That's what the Word of God's given to us for. Emmonites. Deep and bitter hatred usually shared between enemies. Intense hostility also means state of being an enemy. Mm. In James 4 4, he said, You adulterous, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. That's what we're talking about right there. You want to embrace the things of the world, we're talking about sin. We're not talking about watching the Browns today, okay? We're talking about sin. If you want to embrace that and enjoy it and live in it, you are an enemy of God. Amen? I don't suggest being an enemy of God. Now, you might find yourself in, wrapped up in the things of the world, but you say, okay, we're going to get through this together. Remember, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's not one thing that you can be wrapped up in today that you can't get out of it. Without God, with God, Amen. How bad do we want it? How bad do we want to be set free? I do not want to be an enemy of God. 
In 1 John 2.15, he says, Do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away and also this lust. But the one who does the will of God lives forever. That's why resist. Resist. Amen? Take that power give me resist because God has a plan for us. And let's be with Him now and for eternity. we got to do our part. Strife. Just about done, folks. Strife. Bad relation between people. Conflict, disagreement, and fighting. Hmm. Titus 3, 2, he says, Malign, which means hate, no one. To be peaceable, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. And the Passion Translation says it this way, And remind them to never tear down anyone with their words of, or quarrel, but instead be considerate, humble, and courteous to everyone. You can disagree with somebody and still be courteous. Amen? Uh, amen. You can offer somebody corrective criticism without tearing them down. Yeah. Again, this is the word of God to us. If we sit around tearing down people, that's not a good thing. Amen. Understand that, guys. That's not a good thing. Those who practice this thing. God, help me keep my mouth shut. Ever pray that? I do quite often. <laughs> yeah. Any married man has said that before, okay? No. But again, you can recognize your weaknesses in here. It's the awesome thing about it. Okay, God, help me. I'm, I'm, man, I, I, you gave me the power. You set me free from this. Help me overcome this. Okay, resist it, Starkey. Draw closer to me. Oh, wow. If you have to, if you have to get one thing to draw you closer, go in Revelations again and read about hell. Amen. When you start getting tempted, mm. read about, oh man, no, I don't want that. God deliver me from that. I'll help you walk a straighter line. Jealousy. Oh, jealousy. Have I ever been jealous? Mm. Unhappy or angry feeling wanting to have what someone else has. Unhappy or angry feeling caused by the belief that someone you love could be your husband, your wife, or your best friend. Is liked or is liked by someone else? Oh, they like they like my wife. They don't like me. I don't know why they like her. I'm jealous. You're nicer. Okay, okay. But again, jealousy is. There's nothing wrong with. Oh man, I can have that car that they have. Oh, someday I will. Nothing wrong about saying that. Okay, or oh, I want a different house. But not to be jealous. Not to be, be spiteful for somebody's got it. And we hear it quite a lot. Folks will come in sometimes and talk about TV preachers. Okay? They'll come in and say, oh, yeah, you know what they got? They got three jets. Oh, well, sir, how many jets do you need? Well, I don't need a jet. Okay, so you don't fly around the world and minister to people? You don't fly out and help people in times of, of chaos and stuff? Well, no. Okay. Well, then why why would you degrade this person because God gave him three jets to go around and help people who are suffering? Well, you know, I just think. No, you're not thinking. Amen. James 3.16 says, Where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and everything evil. Mm -mm -mm. Outbursts of anger. 
That's another one we got to watch out for. Angry passion, angry. Anger forthwith boiling up or soon subsiding again and again all the time just being hateful. And James one nineteen again gives us a, a peek in this one. This ye know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Now there is a righteous anger, we know that. But I always like this is be quick to hear. So that's why we got two ears to hear more than what we speak. Slow to speak and slow to anger. Have you ever spouted off your mouth at something real quick and you realize I feel that once they finish a story, you know, oh, okay. And then what you gotta do? Uh, forgive me. Yeah, you eat crow, don't you? And yeah, I don't like eating crow. So we just listen a bit longer and then say, Well, my opinion is and share that. Ephesians 4.26 Be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And do not give the devil an opportunity. Yeah. Ephesians also 31.32 says All bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to another. Tender hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has given you, forgiven you. So when you get that point, say, I just cannot forgive what they did to me, you better think a second. You better think about what God has forgiven you. And now, if I don't bother you at all, then you have not been forgiven. And you haven't realized that you need a Savior. You might just be going through the motions. You know, yeah, I did this, I did this, I did that. But man, if you if you haven't ever come face to face to what your life was and the sin you have been living in, and that Jesus Christ paid for the penalty and you've been rescued out of sin, your name's written in the Lamb Book of Life. You got Christ living in you, you got Christ around you, and you're headed to the to the promised land someday. If that's not part of you, enough for you to, to forgive somebody else, then there's a problem with your walk with Jesus. So we got to concentrate on that, guys. Now, there's been some awful things done to people. I'm not saying that there hasn't been. But again, it goes back to, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, change my heart. God, let me see them the way you see them. The same, the same control I had over my life caused me to sin and caused them. Help me, Lord, to forgive them. And He'll help you. Amen? But we got to want to. Cause sometimes we just love hanging on to that, oh, and folks, we can't do that. The day of judgment will be coming. If they don't repent, they're going to stand before God. Amen? Our hearts should be to, to praise Him and, and not want bad stuff to happen to them. Disputes. Disagreeing among people who just never gets along with other Christians. Proverbs fifteen eighteen said, A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but the slow to anger calms the dispute. Proverbs 16.28 A perverse man spreads strife and a slanderer separates intimate friends. Slanderer, oh man. And 1 Timothy 3.15 says, but in, but in case I am delayed, I write to, so that you will know how one ought to conduct himself in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and support of the truth. Wow. How we should act. Dissensions is a difference of opinions. 
And again, it talks about Ephesians 4.29. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment. That it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Again, it goes down. We're, we can disagree, okay, but they're talking about a bitterness. Mm. Any disagreement you have with a brother and sister in the Lord can be can be settled by the Word of God. That is the higher authority. We can't debate that. We can't compromise it. We can't come to agreement. Okay, we'll see what the Word of God says. And whatever it says, that's the truth. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. You pray, and you go on with life. Mm. Now, I've got 17 scriptures for dissension. We'll pass up those for right now. Passions means state of eternal conflict within a group against the main group. Being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Unity of the Spirit. We see that going on a lot, in a lot of churches right now because they're bringing in and sanctifying sin to take place in church, okay? So you got a righteous battle going on there, okay? Preserve the unity of the Spirit. The Spirit does not embrace sin, amen? It, it brings out sin. It shows what sin is for you to be reckoned with and disposed of. Colossians 3.14 says, Beyond all these things put on love, which is a perfect bond of unity. We can share with one another out of love what the Word of God says and where we might fall short of it, but we do it out of love and not to destroy people. Envying is about the same as jealousy. 1 Timothy 6.6 says this though, but godliness actually is a means of great gain when accomplished by contentment. Envy. Again, you want a better car? There's nothing wrong with wanting a better car. If, if you, anybody tie your bumper on with Baylor Twine before? I carried Baylor Twine. I carried tin cans. I carried the mail. I, I carried duct tape. I carried everything. I wasn't envious, but I, I liked the guys who came back on the mail route not dragging the bumper. You know what I'm saying? But I was content when I had the car I was driving was gave to me. Norm, Norm Bear gave it to me on my mail route. He, he pulled out a hayfield and gave it to me. He even gave me a tire or a battery put in that. I was content with it, but it had no heater. I really wanted a heater in it, okay? But I still did my job until I got a different car. Drunkenness means intoxication, folks. Proverbs 23 and verse 20 and 21 says, Do not be with heavy drinkers of wine or with gluttonous eaters of meat. For the heavy drinker and the glutton will come to poverty and drowsiness will clothe the one with rags. And there are a lot of folks that get, get wrapped up in the intoxication and it takes your last penny and next thing you know you fall on a hard time. But again, God can deliver from that. These are shown to us. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. If you've been fighting this, you've been fighting uh, addictions and stuff, I'm glad you're fighting it, but you need to turn over to the Lord. Give it to Him. Let Him come in your life and just grow closer and closer to Him and get away from those who's trying to keep you where you're at. You know the old saying, birds of a feather flock together. Mm -mm. 
And the last one is carousing, which is actually mean wasting time. It can be alcohol related or anything like that, but it's just killing time. You know, in First Peter four three it says, "For the time already passed is sufficient for you to have carried out the desires of the Gentiles, having pursued a course of sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries." Suffering wrong are the wages of doing wrong. They count it a pleasure to reveal in the daytime. They all are stains and blemishes, revelating in the deceptions as they crowd with you. And these things of which I forewarn you, just I forewarn you before, that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And we have to watch what he's saying here. Killing time. Trying to find something. Do you ever, you ever get bored and find yourself getting yourself in trouble because oh, I think I'll try this or do that? Anybody ever do that? I have. Okay. And what he's saying, man, watch out for that. It can't even be TV. You know, killing time on TV. Just have to watch where you spend your time at. You know, nothing. Oh, I ain't got nothing to do today. Oh, okay. Want to read the Bible? Amen. Well, yeah, if I can't find enough else to do. <laughs> okay. Hey, you want to come to church Sunday? Well, yeah, well, I have nothing else to do. Okay, well, don't get in trouble if you're not coming to church. You know, just things like that. Again, it's putting God first. What do you want me to do, God? What are we going to do this say in this situation? How should I handle this? And when you read the Word of God and you seek Him, that Word will take part in your life. And when you enter a, a circumstance that, oh, what should I do? The Holy Spirit will bring it right to you. And all you have to do is what? Receive it. Resist the devil for not doing it. And receive it and follow him. Actually, following Jesus is is, is very, very easy. Uh, surviving in the world, following Jesus is very, very hard. Amen? we got to determine what will happen. Again, he, he shows us through his word. Uh, and remind us that, hey, those who practice such things will not see the kingdom of God. And you find yourself wrapped up in here, some of the stuff we said today, and it's not an exclusive list. It's anything that's against the Word of God if we're doing it constantly. I mean, I don't want to see you walk out of church and I say, whoo, you didn't mention my sin. <laughs> it's just, again, honoring God, seeking Him out and following Him. Amen? Anybody got questions? You know, I've got plenty more scriptures on a lot of them. If you need them, let me know. I can give you a copy of my notes and stuff. It's just, uh, again, this to show us that it's totally in. The word came out today with, you know, total commitment with them. And as you do these things revealed to us, we'll get strength, turn your back on the world, and draw closer to Him because, again, He is coming very, very soon. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Father, we do want to thank You for Your Word. I thank You, God. We do have the word rely on. We don't have to rely upon my word or anybody else's word. It's your word, Father. I thank you this word comes alive when we read it. And the Holy Spirit, you bring it forth to us. And I thank you for revealing areas of our life, Father God, where we need to be strengthened, where we need to draw closer to you. And I thank you for showing us places that we used to be, but we're not there anymore, God, because you're in our life, Father. We want to practice holiness. We want to practice you, Father, and not the things of the world. 
So we say, God, strengthen us. Oh, Lord, continue to reveal to us the things that are pleasure to you and the things that we need to correct, Lord. Because we want to be a great witness for you in this world that we live in, Father. We want to be a witness for ourselves, for our children, for our families, for our enemies who despise us because we follow you and we love you, Lord. And we always recognize the spirit behind these things and not the person themselves, God. But our heart will not grow cold towards them. But may our spirit grow stronger and stronger against the spirit that is controlling and trying to control this world today, Lord. Lord, we lift up our children today and our children's children's children today. We just speak the heads of protection around there and the blood of Jesus over them and the occur that they shall know the kingdom of God. There are inheritance. We have a great inheritance, Father. We don't go by what we see today, but what we know your word says. That they will return from dry creeks to flowing creeks, Father, and you will rescue our children. So we thank you in advance. And God, we continue to pray for our nation. We pray for our leaders. We pray for those who you're raising up, Father God, to be godly men and women to guide this country, Lord. We speak a hedge of protection around them in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we shall continue to be that light, shining on the hill, drawing others to you, Lord. And for Israel today, Lord, we speak peace over them. Strength, Lord, this war will be put asunder. They'll be victorious, Lord. And that more and more of the enemy will come to know Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.